Ready for provocative conversation, intriguing stories, and inspiration? Then don't touch that dial. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. She'll give you something to talk about all week long. Now, here's Francesca. What if you took the time to really soak it? Welcome back to Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca Luca, your host, and I'm really excited about tonight's show. But before I introduce you to my guest, I just want to update you on a few things. If you want to reach me, fill out the contact form on my website, talkwithfrancesca.com, or email me at info at talkwithfrancesca.com. You can hop on over my iTunes page if you want to know what you're missing. This portion of Talk with Francesca is sponsored by Tobin's Landscaping. If you are looking for a beautifully landscaped lawn this summer, Tobin's Landscaping is your go-to landscaper. Why call them? Because simply they care. I know because I use them and they are awesome. Okay, let's get on topic here. Stop the spread. And I'm not talking here about COVID-19. For many of you who desire to live authentically, there's one thing that's going to definitely get in the way of doing so. If you want to know a little bit more about gossip than you do right now, you're going to want to stay with us here. While some gossip is innocuous idle chatter, there is the ugly side of gossip that you know destroys relationships and has the ability to do some pretty serious harm. Entire families have turned into dysfunctional turmoil because of malicious gossip. I'm sure we've all heard stories about that. And tonight, we're going to examine why people gossip, what motivates them, and the impact of gossip, as well as get some great tips on how to deal with it. My guest is Amir Fazizadi. I made a mess out of that, so I'm sorry. And I have to confess, listeners, we practiced before the show. Fazizadi. Fazizadi. <laughs> so, so, I really tried hard too. I'm sorry, Amir. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, he is the expert on the topic and the author of Gossip: The Road to Ruin. Amir is a prominent personal improvement expert and certified coach, and he's here with us now. So, welcome, Amir, to talk with Francesca. I am really excited to have you with us. Thank you. Good to be with you. Thanks for having me. Oh, you are welcome. So, as I said, I'm I'm, I'm interested in this topic. This is this is really. Um, I was doing a little bit of research today and thought, wow, this is this really some some juice here. Um, but for so many like yourself, uh, gossip was a natural part of growing up. So, I'd love it if you would could start with talking about where you came from and how gossip affected your life. Uh, absolutely. I I was uh, born in a city south of uh, Iran, and um, you know the conversations among families was a very uh, normal conversation talking about other people and mainly family members. So I grew up in, uh, you know, in a society, in a family that, you know, they always talked about each other. And to me, it was normal uh, growing up. And I didn't think anything, uh, you know, different than, you know, normal conversation until I became a young adult that I really started to see the impact that it had on people around me and it started to impact my personal life. 
And that was actually when I started to uh, really see the damages they can cause. Did, and, did, it, destroy, uh, did it destroy your family? It, it, I wouldn't say destroy, but it, it did destroy relationships. Mm, not I, totally. I saw several different relationships, especially um, I, I can recall a relationship um, of my mother with one of her uh, daughter-in-laws that, uh, you know, it was almost non-existence because of uh, the, you know, not confronting each other and discuss the issues that arose. Uh, Rather, you know, my mother would go to her sister and complain about her. And, uh, you know, the daughter-in-law would go to her mother or her family. So then, you know, then other people would start to add to the story mm-hmm. and pretty soon it was a war zone right. uh, you know a group in this side and a group on the other side yeah famous and, uh, triangulating right absolutely yeah absolutely. you know um a couple of years back I, I i am embarrassed to say i can't remember i think the guest name was rachel robertson i want to say uh, but she was very, very interesting. I think she's from Australia, and uh, she has an actual program, and um, it's called No Triangles, and it's her place of work. And it's really, it's really, it was really very, very fascinating. Um, so, uh, but anyway, so how, what do you do about that? I mean, you've got, you know, people telling each other and pulling other people in and what a mess right so so what ended up happening with your your mother and and her daughter-in-law you know they eventually would fume it out mm. and usually it was a big blowout that they would you know blame each other and everything would go uh, back to normal for a while so you know i i got used to withholding so uh-huh. if there was something bothering me about someone else i wouldn't confront that person but rather i would go to someone that i was most comfortable with and i will share with them but the, the problem in this scenario scenarios and people who gossip which I would say majority of human beings, is that when they go to someone else, they don't necessarily tell them what happened. Uh They tell the person the interpretation, their interpretation of what happened. Well, they come from their own frame of reference, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, so actually a story has been you know a story has been made up and when you tell this story to someone else and to someone else that story is juicy they have a tendency that they want to share it with someone that is close to them mm-hmm. and that's you know that's where it becomes toxic and it starts you know going around i heard once that if there's you someone tells you gossip and it goes to seven different people. By the time it's gone to seven different people, it's everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, it does seem that everyone gossips, though. And do you think, think think that gossip has become almost a way of life for most people? It is. As, yeah. as a matter of fact, I um, 
I was speaking to one of the family members and she responded very authentically. If we don't gossip, <laughs> what else is what there? Else, what else is there to talk about? <laughs> but you know, what do people really get out of it? I mean, a negative aftertaste. You can't really directly or you know direct negativity towards someone else without it hurting you. Well, at least that's my belief. What are your thoughts on that? Well, that that is a great question. So what do, you know? What people get out of gossiping? That is a question that most gossipers do not look at and do not ask themselves. And is the key element here, because if you know, if you really go into why I am gossiping about someone else, well, when we talk about gossip. There's two forms of gossip. Yep. You know, we talk about politics, we talk about entertainment all the time. I don't call those gossip. What I'm referring to in this book is when you start to put someone else down in order to make yourself look better or some other way, I'll call it th- throwing other person under the bus. That's malicious, I'll call that gossip, when you're making other person small. So when a person does that, there is something really juicy in it that they cannot see. And why they cannot see? Because they have wrapped themselves in what I call a cocoon, which is, when when you look at a cocoon, is a, like a bundle that is wrapped. So what is a gossiper wrapped into is a loss of justification, a loss of explanation, and a loss of stories that they have made up about something that the other person did. And they will do everything possible to defend that. So what is juicy here and what makes a gossiper to go and do what they do is the righteousness that comes with it. So when I am being right about my opinion about someone and I want to protect that being right, I will lie, I will make up stuff and I will present it in a way that I can convince the other person that you know the the you know the person I'm gossiping about is wrong, and that's what they did. And people do it for many different uh, you know reasons. It could be jealousy. It could be you know they're upset. It could be they have a hard time in their life, or they're trying to uh, become uh, you know get a better position at you know their work environment. Right. But, but it is all involves around being right. So when I am being right, I have automatically invalidate and kill the other person. So they have, right. because they're not around, they have no right to defend themselves. Well, I mean, it almost sounds like it's a possible pathology, like it, almost like a, a narcissist, and they, they need to share their anger to validate their own feelings. Does that sound right to you? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, 
Yeah, well, it can be a pretty, there's, you know, perhaps the darkest reason behind gossiping is a desire to put it bluntly, get even with someone. I mean, that's often, often the case. And, you know, it's, it's one thing to share a story. It's another thing to embellish it as well. Right. Yes. Yes. You know, it, it, it gossip is a form of complaint. You know, you wouldn't go to someone else and talk about, you know, uh, someone else if you didn't have a complaint about them. Mm-hmm. And the complaint could be in, in many different different forms. But, you know, the, the, the problem is the person that creates that kind of complaint mm-hmm. or creates the gossip, Uh they might not realize that they are the one in control. They are the one that making up and going around and spreading it. Uh And and then they want to blame someone else for it and Uh not not being responsible. Right. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Talk with Francesca, we're talking about junk food for the mind and nasty gossip, the kind that creates rift between people, wrecks reputations, and even breaks up communities. We are going to take a short break. And uh, when we come back, more to come. Stay with us here. More Talk with Francesca coming right up on 95.9 WATD. Are you looking for a beautifully landscaped lawn? From lawn maintenance to custom hardscapes, Tobin's Landscaping is the place to call. Why call Tobin's Landscaping? Because simply, they care. Their business has grown over the years by referrals alone. So if you are a property owner who demands the best service without the crazy price tag, you'll want to call Tobin's Landscaping today at 508 562-0823. Their promise to you is they will bring your outdoor vision to life, whether it's yard cleanup or a new walkway. Visit them at TobinsLandscapingLLC.com or call 508-562-0823 and wait for your neighbors to ask, who is taking care of your lawn? You'll be glad you called. Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terramia Ristorante a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's North End. This cozy tutorial with stucco walls and beam ceilings specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisines here, the atmosphere is elegant yet understated. Since opening in 1993, Terramia Ristorante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing, and best of all, it's reasonably priced. This best-kept secret is worth the trip. Call 617-523-3112 or visit terramiarestaurante.com. It's vital for dogs of all ages to have an understanding of socially acceptable behavior. And the folks at A Fox and Hound Harborside understand just that. The dedicated staff is well-trained in a variety of services to enrich your pooch's well-being. A Fox and Hound Harborside offers puppy socialization and enrichment programs to help your new furry friend learn commands and leash behavior. Located on Lincoln Street in Hingham, call 781-385-7369 today. A Fox Fox and Hound Harborside, where dogs go to find their direction. This is life, don't miss it. You're listening to Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca Luca. The talk continues on 95.9 WATD. 
All right, we are back and we are talking about gossip. Uh, my guest is Amir. Please say your last name for us. Fatizadi. All right, he is the author of the book Gossip the Road to Ruin. And we are talking about how society has really centered around gossip and it's really become the sport of choice, uh, although really unfortunate. So, Amir, um, I, I'm curious about a couple things. Um, what about those who just listen to gossip? I mean, but I always say if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Very good. So, and not that I've never gossiped. <laughs> I don't want to sound all righteous here because, you know, <laughs> I actually uh, grew up with a bit of that myself and realized that, oh, wait, 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 we don't need to, we don't, I had to learn how to confront people directly it was just it was um and, and sometimes people have a fear of confronting people directly because if they've they're grown up in an environment where their feelings aren't validated um you know i mean we we take away um we grow up in the model that we grow up in is is how we go about and you know it's it's sometimes we don't have a voice and we think we have to go to other people. So it can take some work making those changes. But so um, back to that question, I sort of want to fall around there. Uh, what about those people who just listen? Well, that, that is a good question. The people who listen can be very responsible as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. They are the one that could make a difference right. because the person that is gossiping might not truly see because they, as i said they are so wrapped in their justifications and they're wrapped in this cocoon they might not be able to see the outside unless that person that is listening cracking or crack the cocoon uh-huh, uh-huh. and you know that the, the, for them to wake up and they can listen and they can be a great listener but they don't need to respond in a way that will support the gossiper. But rather, you know, having been present, why is it that they are doing what they're doing? And it can can be a simple question. And it can be really getting them present to, how do you think the other person feels when you're talking about them? Right. See what they say. How would you how would you feel if someone said similar thing about you? Right. Right. And you know, we can really be honest and say, I don't appreciate, you know, uh listening, talking to, you know, someone who talks about something to someone else. I appreciate your friendship, I appreciate you sharing it with me. And you know, I wanna help you. I invite you to go talk to the person. Uh-huh. And you know what? The person will, I think, respect you more. You're a real change agent for for uh, changing gossip. So listeners, uh, the fifth email or to info at Talk with Francesca um, and just put in the subject line gossip and uh, Amir will give you one of his books and it's a great little easy read too it's fascinating great beach read the the beaches hopefully will open soon enough and uh, the weather will warm up and uh, you can throw it in your bag and and be good to go for an afternoon so amir um, i want to talk a little bit about the evolutionary psychologist robin 
Dunbar. He claims the gossip um, is uh, the gossip instinct is basically hardwired in us and that language evolved because early humans needed to talk about each other in order to survive as social groups. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. So could you um, elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. He's, uh, you know, Robin is, uh, his theory is amazing. And he goes back to, uh, you know, the monkey and apes. And, uh, you know, monkeys, you know, build relationships with, uh, you know, a limited number of uh, people. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't, you know, they stay in a small uh, groups. Mm-hmm. And how they uh, associate with each other, how I call it gossip, they groom each other. They, you know, they pick uh, debris and dirt and what have you from each other, and they go most of the day, sometimes three-fourths of a day doing that. So by stimulating each other. So in the beginning, human beings, you know, when we did not have a language that we could communicate like the way we do now, people were in the similar, you know, doing similar things, grooming each other. And when when human beings moved from jungle jungle in the open areas, the you know uh, strive to survive became much more difficult because uh, they had to protect themselves from being eaten by other animals. Uh-huh. So at night they will sit around the fire, and they will have conversations about you know their their day. And slowly, these uh, conversations, uh, you know, turns into as you know they grow in the larger uh, population. It starts to become about others. In the beginning, it was about really getting information, and that's how people will bring information, for, you know, about other tribes or other, you know, people. They will come in and basically, you know, describe. Mm-hmm. what other people are like. But slowly, once it became about other people and it started to become competitive mm-hmm. and negative, right. that negation started to create damage, started to create distance, right. and it started to comp- you know, impact uh, relationships. I also think it's somewhat rooted in insecurity. Um, you know, like we must be lacking some sort of self-confidence to sort of build ourselves up. Um, Absolutely. Right. Who gossips more, by the way, men or women? Well, this is a good question. You know, it it goes uh, back uh, to, uh, again, to, you know, days that when women was about to have a child, you know, the neighbors and family members who were all female, will sit around during the whole period of delivery, they will talk about other people. So there is, scientifically, they say women talk more. Now, I personally believe that, you know, human beings are equal. Scientifically, it says women talk more, which means they gossip more. But again, it can go, you know, either way. It, it depends who who you ask. 
Well, if, you know, if you think about it, I mean, women, they get together with their girlfriends, they go to dinner, they chat. Men, they get together. I'm not saying that they don't go to dinner and chat, but, you know, oftentimes how they connect is on the basketball court, you know, in the baseball game or, right? So there's, there's women are a little bit more relationship driven. But, um, the you know, I, I also want to mention that, um, I thought about this the other day. Proximity and familiarity can really breed gossip. I mean, in other words, living too damn close, right? And I'm going to say yes. this. I actually experienced this myself, and it was awful. I lived in a gorgeous seaside town. It really was so beautiful. And I noticed that all people did all day, because I'd walk my dog down the street to the beach, and yuck 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 complain 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 and gossip and this was unbelievable and um you know that the spanish proverb what if they talk about you they they talk about someone else they talk about you um and it was really uncomfortable and you know i started actually talking to people and basically everyone felt the same way they either they loved it so much, but they couldn't stand the close proximity because of all the gossip. And yet people basically, most of them wanted to stay because they didn't want to give up the water. And it was a very hard decision for me. Um, there were other things, you know, about my home. I kind of wanted to move into something smaller, on and on. But but nonetheless, that was one of the things that really, really bothered me. And I remember one of the, one of the really sweet neighbors, um, someone that I really liked, and I would see him walking my dog in the morning all the time. And one time he said to me, you know, familiarity breeds contempt. And this is, you know, that you could do a, a scientific study on people being too close together and the problems that it causes. And mm-hmm. I, and you know, and... And I, I learned a very valuable lesson in that I noticed that the people who really kept to themselves, they were very nice, but they did their own thing. And it was, you know, kind of, hi, how are you? But never getting in. Oh, what a beautiful day. Lovely spot. You, you just bought that beautiful house there, or, you know, whatever it was. But really pretty, pretty innocuous. And mm-hmm. um, those are the people, I think, that really managed to appreciate where they were and, and just refused to get involved um, with that. So. So um, I guess my question to you would be, how can we engage in the kind of harmless uh, gossip that doesn't step over the the line? You know, because, I mean, gossip is sort of, as you said, you know, sharing information and it doesn't necessarily have to be bad. But how do you really know where to start? I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on what you say about that. Uh, Absolutely. So the, the first thing to ask, you know, uh, yourself, anyone who's about to gossip, uh, is am I making the other person small? And the second thing is, am I being right about what I'm about to say? Do these two uh, are very important questions. The number three is, Am I a victim? You see, when a person feels they are a victim and they will do everything to prove that they are a victim, including lying and making up stories to someone someone else, 
they are looking for empathy. So mm-hmm. the moment you say, oh, you poor thing, mm-hmm. you have added to his or her story. And now they have more justification because they got you on their side. And that's what they're after. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Clark says, gossip needn't be false or evil. There's a lot of truth that shouldn't be passed around. When we come back, we're going to talk about dividing and conquering using gossip. Listeners, stay with us here. Don't go anywhere. I appreciate you hanging out with me. More talk on the way here on 95.9 WATD. Your pets are family. Take your dog to the Dog's Den in Pembroke. Your furry friend will go from smelling crummy to yummy because Leah at the Dog's Den really cares. Whatever your pet's needs are, from dematting to extra scissoring, the Dog's Den in Pembroke has your furry friends covered. So call the Dog's Den today at 781-826-7008 or visit thedogsdengrooming.com. Are you looking for a beautifully landscaped lawn? From lawn maintenance to custom hardscapes, Tobin's Landscaping is the place to call. Why call Tobin's Landscaping? Because simply, they care. Their business has grown over the years by referrals alone. So if you are a property owner who demands the best service without the crazy price tag, you'll want to call Tobin's Landscaping today at 508 562-0823. Their promise to you is they will bring your outdoor vision to life. Whether it's yard cleanup or a new walkway, visit them at TobinsLandscapingLLC.com or call 508-562-0823 and wait for your neighbors to ask, who is taking care of your lawn? You'll be glad you called. Your dog is a very good dog. Show the world with positive at-home training from the everyday dog. Stephanie Delaney from The Everyday Dog provides one-on-one training for puppies, adult dogs, and rescue dogs, teaching manners and obedience, behavior modification, and even potty training for all ages. Teach your dog to be less fearful, reactive, or aggressive, and enjoy time that might have been stressful in the past with proven, pet-friendly techniques that do not involve painful collars or devices. For pricing, reviews, and to begin making the most of your time with that special canine, visit TheEverydayDog.com. Tides is beachside dining at its best, all year round. Located at the end of the Nahant Causeway, directly on Nahant Beach, the ocean views from the dining room in the pub can't be beat. Tides specializes in casual dining with food that's delicious, not pretentious. On a warm day, enjoy a frosty pint at their bar or their sun-drenched deck on Nahant Beach. Or enjoy an incredible meal in their dining room anytime. Tides guarantees you great atmosphere with superior service. The menu at Tides is full of fresh, high-quality seafood, prime rib, chicken, pasta, and pizza that everyone will love. Check out the drink menu at Tides for fun cocktails, 30 ice-cold beers on tap, and their well-rounded wine list with state-of-the-art tap wines. Tides is unbeatable anytime, summer or winter, lunch or dinner, rain or shine. Visit tidesnahant.com. This is life, don't miss it. I'm Francesca Luca, and you're listening to Talk with Francesca on 95.9 WATD. All right, we are back, and we are discussing gossip, and I'm speaking with the author of the book, Gossip, The Road to Ruin. Welcome back, Amir. Thank you. So recruiting people to be on their side, 
you know, we, we were talking a little bit about feeling like a victim and that whole dividing and conquering, which I think is deadly. How do people use gossip to do that? So the, the use gossip. So if you make up a story and it could be very well a true story about someone else. Uh-huh. And in that story, what you share in, you are humiliating that someone else the moment you are humiliating, making them small, throwing them under the bus or whatever you might want to call it, you are gossiping. And you have uh, no idea the damages that we might, you know, uh, cause. Let me give you a, you know, a, a example. You know, you're walking into, you know, your office on Monday morning, you just had a great weekend with one of your co-workers perhaps that you dating and uh, you know you are so excited it was such a great weekend you are so happy about this relationship you know one of your, your co-workers come say hey john how was your um, weekend and you are so excited you cannot help but you know just express how great a weekend it was how good of time you had with this with this woman and uh, you know you are you know on on top of the um, I don't know on top of the moon, but this other you know person your coworker is going to you know add some more interpretation to what he heard, and perhaps wants to make it more juicier. He goes and tells someone else, and slowly a very uh, you know a small uh, innocent. Uh, sharing has uh, got around the company and everybody's talking about this John and I don't know uh, Rebecca or what have you mm-hmm. and uh, now you can imagine the embarrassment it was it has caused for these two people by just you know uh, simply sharing a you know something very innocent and now to control that and actually getting into the original story what he has shared you know you can't really tell you cannot uh, control how much damage he has caused here's a, a you know um this is not i don't know what the source of this is but you know 21 percent of people at work gossip regularly. 15% gossip occasionally. And 86% gossip about their work environment. is either by their co-workers or their managers or they, or they you know something about the company. <sighs> each session takes 15 minutes. So they take time out of their, you know, work day. Right. And they talk 15 minutes gossip. And if you just imagine a company that has this number of employees and each employee gossips 15 minutes, oh. how much damage that is causing. Mm-hmm. So, Well, that's financial you know, damage. That's actually the least of it, in my opinion. But, right. I mean, I know that's important, but it's the it's the reputations. It's the it's the. 
as I said, the dividing, the conquering, recruiting people to be on their side. You don't like the boss. So, you know, sometimes a really also, I think that people who are very accomplished, people talk about them. You know, I remember one time, I'm trying to remember what I got a card and on the front of the card was a picture of two women and it said something like, there's only one thing worse about uh, someone talking about you, and that's nobody talking about you. And, you know, I didn't, it wasn't, that wasn't the exact quote, but it was, I remember it. Like, you know, it's, if people talk about you, it's because they're either jealous or you're accomplished. I mean, you look at the people who, who uh, you know, the, the, the stars, right? I mean, it's, it's, it can be almost intoxicating. You know, entertainment is often centered around gossip, right? Yes. Uh, so, I mean, it just gets stuck in the supermarket line, and it's evident that people love it. But but it's those accomplished people that it, it appears people love to talk about that. And um, I'm wondering, is that jealousy? Is that, what is that? You know, I call it that they want to look good. Mm-hmm. So when, you know, someone wants to look good, they avoid looking bad. Therefore, perhaps making up, you know, a story or gossip or, you know, they changing something to be more than what it is in order to um, to show off. You know, I personally have experience, you know, um, I was in the leadership role for a large company and because people were jealous of me, you know, speeding mm-hmm. the, uh, or climbing the leadership uh, ladder, they were, you know, uh, make up all kinds of stuff mm. in order to, uh, you know, degrade, you know, my position mm-hmm. and eventually impacted mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, it, can, it can be really you know, um, destructive. Yes, and it can. Don't. Yes, it can. It just, yeah, actually, it reminds me of I, a lot, a lot, a lot of years ago. And, and I had a very high position in a in a company, and um, there was a lot of jealousy. I was doing extremely well. And, um, and I remember that. And in the end, um, you know, I, I did end up leaving. But anyway, um, there's obviously an unwritten cost, you know, um, you know, I interviewed also um, the author of Everybody Loves a Good Train Wreck, Why We Can't Look Away. And I'm wondering if it's sort of similar to the, that. Like, what, what you know what I mean? Like, maybe people just have this sort of obsession. I mean, like Robin Dunbar says, we're hardwired. So maybe that's, could that be part of it, that it's just they can't look away? Well, it is, you know, it is a behavior. Hmm. And for the most part, we inherit. The, you know, the behavior, you know, mm-hmm. such as myself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and um, if you are going to gossip, I mean, you're talking about the government, talking about the entertainment, Hollywood, what have you. Those are, you know, innocent gossiping. You know, everybody does that. Mm-hmm. But if there is any agenda in your sharing about someone else, that is gossip. Yep, right. And the only person, and this is the key, and that's where this book really focuses on, if you are going to change your environment, 
it starts with you. I don't, you know, I, if it doesn't matter if a person, uh, you know, gossips one percent or ninety nine percent. The fact of the matter is that when I say to myself, I am the one doing this, and I am going to do something about it and be responsible, that's where the, I'll call it transformation happens. Mm-hmm. Because I become responsible for changing that habit, that behavior. And when I become responsible, and start changing my behavior, then I can hold other people accountable mm-hmm. to yeah. change their behavior. Right. You haven't noticed the people uh, don't like that they they uh, gossip. Oh, I don't ever gossip, right? People always there. Are people always say that, but everybody does. <laughs> everybody does. Everybody does. Yeah. So some people, some people can see it, and some people see it and admit it. Yeah, if you're just tuning in, we're discussing the swampy heart of human nature, gossip, and we are talking about the book, Gossip, The Road to Ruin. We do need to take another short break. When we come back, Amir, I'd like to talk a little bit about family gossip, and and I, I personally think that's the worst. So listeners, stay with us here. If you've got a gossipy family, you will love this segment, this next segment coming up, so don't go anywhere. I appreciate you hanging out with me. More talk on the way here on 95.9 WATD. Are you looking for a beautifully landscaped lawn? From lawn maintenance to custom hardscapes, Tobin's Landscaping is the place to call. Why call Tobin's Landscaping? Because simply, they care. Their business has grown over the years by referrals alone. So if you are a property owner who demands the best service without the crazy price tag, you'll want to call Tobin's Landscaping today at 508 562-0823. Their promise to you is they will bring your outdoor vision to life, whether it's yard cleanup or a new walkway. Visit them at TobinsLandscapingLLC.com or call 508-562-0823 and wait for your neighbors to ask, who is taking care of your lawn? You'll be glad you called. I'm Francesca Luca and you're listening to Talk with Francesca on 95.9 WATD. This is Life Don't Miss Okay, we are back and we are discussing gossip. And Amir, um, I would love to get your take on family gossip because I think that, you know, I mean, we are happiest with connections. You know, that's what makes us happy in life, right? The, the, the quality connections. And obviously, family and friends, we always say, are the most important, and I think they are. So when, when families... Um, break down because of gossip, then that's just got to be the worst. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. It is the worst. Mm. And what families don't realize is that when they have children, you know, young children, they're sitting around and listening to gossip, they think this is something normal. So now they inherit the, you know, the habit, the behavior, and they grow up become, you know, having lack of self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Almost 99% of people who gossip the way I describe it, they do have, you know, lack of self-confidence. 
And that goes back to their childhood. Either, you know, they inherited from a family or something happened that has caused them to prove themselves. But someone when they have, uh, uh, self, you know, uh, lack of self-confidence, they always want to prove themselves. And one perhaps reason to prove themselves is to make up the stories. And it helps them to be in control, right? And have them to be in control. You know, I I have actually one uh, story about um, a, a family member that I work with that is a really good story. And every time I have shared it, uh, it has made a difference uh, for people who listen to it. Um, you know, I have a cousin, and he is about my age. And uh, you know, on one of my uh, trips overseas, you know, uh, he came to see me, and he lived uh, a couple of hours away from uh, where I grew up. And within the first hour, he shared with me that he hasn't spoken to his mother for 14 years, and uh, same with his sister. And I asked him what happened. And he had some story that he has made up about what happened. And he was going around basically gossiping to other family members, trying to divide and get people on his side Mm -hmm. against his mother Mm -hmm. and his sister. Mm. That's a hard one. That's a hard one to pull away from people. Absolutely. Mm. You are not you're going to believe that I walked with him from four in the afternoon to five a.m. the next morning. Oh wow! And for the, uh, I think that's about fourteen hours or something like that, twelve fourteen hours. For majority of that time, he was so wrapped in I am right, right. and they're wrong. They're the one that caused it. I am the victim. The only way I am going to create peace with them is for them to come and, you know, uh, I don't know, kiss my feet yeah. or something of that nature. Yeah. But, you know, when he started to loosen up about three, four in the morning <laughs> and start to get present to the impact. And that's the key for people to get present to. What is it doing to me? What is it people doing to the other person? What is it doing to people around me? It impacts, you know, a person's love and affinity. It impacts a person's satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Impacts a person's fulf- fulfillment, self-confidence, you know, uh, self-expression. Uh, and I can go. It it, it, ca- it causes a person aliveness, as a matter of fact. Mm, right. Well, sometimes you have to walk away, though. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So when I, you know, uh, told him about four in the morning, I am going to tell you one last story. And if you get this, uh, you know, you'll be happy because your mother is sick, she's dying, and here you haven't spoken to her for 14 years. But if you do not, you are going to regret it for the rest of your life. I told him, have you heard the story about how they capture monkeys in part of the world? Mm-hmm. He goes, no. I said, well, they have these cages. You know, they make these cages and it's clear plastic around it. And they have holes around the cage. And they bring these cages to sit it down where, you know, monkeys are in an environment that monkeys are. And they pour a whole bunch of bananas in the, you know, inside the cage. 
and they, you know, the holes are designed for a monkey to put their hands in to grab a banana. But no matter how they try, they cannot get the banana out. And so they, they hold on to the banana like their life depends on it. Mm. And, they, you know, the monkey trappers come down and capture the monkey. And that's how we human beings are when we are being right about something. Mm-hmm. When we are being right about the story about my mother. I hold on to that banana like my life depends on it. And I don't realize the moment I let go of that banana, I'm free, just like that monkey. Absolutely, absolutely. And the moment I did that right in his face, the, and I opened my hand, and my hand, you know, fist, my hand was a fist, and I said, the moment you let go of that banana, you are free. Right. All of a sudden, tears start to roll down his cheek. Oh. And he goes, oh, my God, what have I done? My mother is dying. My, my children do not know their grandma. My children do not know their cousin. My children do not know their aunt. Now it's about five in the morning. And I said, what are you present to? He goes, with, you know, tear, cheery eyes, hardly can speak. He says, I am present to love and compassion for my mother. Aww. And I, here I am sitting there with tears in my eyes. And he goes, I gotta go. Ah, oh. I gotta go. And he went you to know, see her. And he went straight. I got it. I him in the morning, and I went to bed. Oh. <laughs> he called. He called me. He waited till noon to call me. And he, you know, called me around noon, and he says, I went directly to mom's house. Uh-huh. I knock on the door. Mom says, Who is it? Mom goes, Mom, this is your son. Mom says, What son? says, Mom, this is your oldest son, Ahmed. Mom says, I used to have a son. I don't have a son anymore. He goes, Mom, there is something I must tell you. Uh. So, you know, uh, anyway, Mom opens the door, and she steps you know, 20, 30 feet away, and he, he said, I don't know what came out of my mouth. I took responsibility for what has happened in the last 14 years. And I expressed how I felt about the whole thing. He said, all my mom did, hold me and cried on my shoulder for at least 10 minutes. And <sighs> I said one word. And they said, you know, sister lived a few houses down. Mom and I went to the sister's house and same thing there. I, I saw him uh, about uh, six years ago at my brother's uh, funeral. And uh, he came to me and says, do you remember that story about the monkey and the bananas? So of course, because I want you to know, if I would have hold on to that banana, I would have regretted for the rest of my life. Mom passed away last year, uh-huh. and she died her hand in my hand. Uh-huh. It was so complete. She got to watch the kids play with each other. She watched to see me and my sister get along, and it was totally peaceful. This is an example of getting present to the impact and what gossip 
could do and how you can destroy a family, a relationship. You know, and here was mother and son and you know, the brother and sister. But it could be anyone in the family. Right. So the moment, you know, we get present to, you can actually do something about it. We just have about three minutes left, Amir. And with the time we have left, I'd love you, I hate to put you in a box, but how would you address a friend or someone that's close to you that has gossiped about you? Okay, so, you know, there is many different um, way of uh, expressing how you uh, uh, do not appreciate but you don't want to see it in a negative way that they are turned off and never come to you and express their their feeling. I always like to put it in the form of request because request has power. Mm-hmm. You, know, ah. and I say, you know, and I you know, I, I would say something like, I like to request that since you know we are good friends and I really appreciate our friendship, that we speak positively about each other and we speak positively about other people is if there's anything that bothers you or bothers me or you know you bother about someone else we go to that person and talk to that person authentically i think this i have found this myself that is the most effective way when you are not being negative and express yourself in a responsible, positive way to the person that has gossiped. Now, another, another way of saying it is that I have heard this from someone. Is that true? So when you, you know, confront them in that way, you're not making them wrong, you're not blaming them, but you're simply asking them and they will respond to you. Mm-hmm. Or perhaps they will get present to, oh, my gosh, what I have done here. I need to clean it up. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. So, that, you know, it, it is really coming from the world of positive. Right. Um, and, and not go into negative because the moment you go there, you have become, you know, uh, pretty much like the gossiper. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Amir, this has really been a pleasure. I appreciate it so much. And again, listeners, the fifth emailer put in the subject line, Gossip, The Road to Ruin. Email me at info at talkwithfrancesca.com. And the book is yours. We've got to say goodbye. So, Amir, thank you again so much for being on Talk with Francesca. It's really been a pleasure. And listeners, try a gossip fast this week. You'll be glad you did. Write to me. Tell me how you did. Talk to you soon. Amir, again, thanks so much for being on Talk with Francesca. It's been really, it's been fascinating. Thank you. Okay. All right. You take care. What if you took the time to really soak it in? Because someday you're going to wish you did. Like a September morning, like snow without a warning, like how the summer feels upon your skin.
Just like